Hello, Loreheads, and welcome to The League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. And today we're talking about the Voidwalker Cassidan, who was released August 7th, 2009. Another old boy today. Yeah. Yeah, we're like going through yeah. all the dusty drawers of these old ass K champions. <laughs> right. Riot even hasn't opened these drawers in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> a spider flew I out. Flew a out. Bunch of bats out. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is uh, someone who hasn't hasn't gotten a lot of love no. over the years. And I gotta say, so he doesn't. Ha- he has a bio and a short story, which I guess is what you'd expect. I'm actually I'm fucking surprised they even had a short story on there for him. I felt like they didn't want to, but <laughs> after hearing <laughs> what you said in the Kaisa episode that originally Kaisa was his daughter and she was thrown into the void. That was so much better than this, like than what we got, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, don't worry. We've he's got he's got old lore. He's got four entries in the Journal of Justice. Oh so, damn! Uh... Yeah, but to be fair, he did, he's doing a lot of the same shit a lot of the time. In those. <laughs> um, he's being Cassidy. I think. I mean, I think the the expectation or the 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 assumption is that she is still his daughter, um, but there's no real connection there, so it doesn't really matter. I guess I would say. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like his connect. Like he's from Sharima too, but he also doesn't have any real connections <laughs> to Sharima either. Like other than other than his name, like his his connections to like his his home area are very tentative. He's just kind of underground or in the void. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll, even his character design doesn't even really. That's no. it's that's, not pre-void. Yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Is that like the big issue with Cassidy? Is that all the, this is all new lore that's been like grafted onto a, a very old champion <laughs> design? Like he's got like a mm-hmm. dozen lines, if that. He might even have less in terms of like quotes. Uh, so he has. All right, I wrote this down because it will be important later. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so he has. 11 quotes two of which are his champion select quotes so he's got nine non-champion select quotes gosh but yeah it um like the the character that's described here to me does not read at all in cassadin as he's designed now no No, absolutely not no yeah Uh, do we want to go through the bio then i guess and start talking about it more Almost. John wants first, to give an impression. We need to know what Cassidy sounds like. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll lead us off on this one. Okay. The balance of power must be preserved. Oh, damn. Nice. Yeah, the, the whole, God, should I do the cupping thing? That, that made <laughs> that for a good like cavernous noise. <laughs> what you got? I don't know. I well, I, I see your quotes, for, quotes you. for me. I like how you write two down just in case. <laughs> Very rarely used them. But. <laughs> I wouldn't have remembered. Although now that I read them, I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard Cassidy say these things eight million times because he only has nine quotes uh, in the game. Yep. Uh, you are null and void. Oh, that's all I guess. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Balance above all else. <laughs> His two ones about balance? That doesn't even fit with hit. Oh well, my god, Cassidy's yeah. a real mess. Huh? Wow. They really. <laughs> you just you just wait until oh. we hear what his other quotes are about. Oh shit! <laughs> I kind of forgot what his other quotes were. Well, I guess there's like the one. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> so who wants to take us through the bio by Ariel Lawrence? Oh, nice. I didn't find the credit, but I guess you know Wiki probably has it. Um, 
I, I can do it. Yeah, go for it, Mark. He took he took mega notes apparently <laughs> this time. notes on this one. You came in ready and prepared. <laughs> ready and prepared. I totally remember Cassidy's story. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's uh, so Cassidy says he started out, I guess, as someone who you would hire on to walk around caravans so that the the Zersai will come and eat them instead of the caravans. <laughs> Um, it's very he, confusing. Yeah, it's um, it's a neat idea, but it's it's just like one sentence that kind of describes this kind of a little bit. So if you don't know anything mm. about this, it's like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> but um, he's good enough that he eventually kind of just becomes a guide, and that's what he is doing for a little while. Is that he is helping explore like expeditions and you know a lot of like people from outside of Sharima and helping them find tombs and and artifacts and shit, right and he's out on one expedition one day and his home village is destroyed, swallowed up by the void and his, his wife and his daughter uh, are also assumedly dead and, and killed. And so he's kind of lost in a depression until he starts hearing about this, this prophet, um, you know, Malzahar, right? Who is this harbinger of the void. And so Cassidy kind of is renewed with the purpose of fuck that guy. So he calls in <laughs> all of his favors. He cashes in all of his, his markers and he gets decked out with a bunch of artifacts and, you know, relics and just as much shit as he can get and like the kind of crowning jewel of it is this they call it a nether blade it's the thing that he's got in game right his energy sword <laughs> right um the nether blade of harak um which has and i don't know if that name's come up anywhere else i looked around yeah i i, I took some notes on the names they mentioned because they'll come up again in the short story too so yeah um but he gets decked out and he heads towards Akathia and he's going to go get his vengeance even if it kills him. <laughs> oh, and I guess the, the other last thing is his name uh, <laughs> is so he's named Cassidy, but that's a kind of what's the word when it's it's like something else in a different language that kind of becomes blue, like glumped together or slurred. Oh, right. Mm. Um, I can't God. think of an example, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but so it's yeah, yeah it comes from the stream and phrase Kasayadin, uh, which means whom does the desert know, which it seems to be like what they say to him a lot, and so they, it kind of condenses down to Kasadin. I don't know. Mm. So that was a big question I had, because I, I also read it as that was something that people would when they were looking for a guide, that was a question they would ask, and he was always the best at it, so whenever they asked that, they referred to him. Um, we don't get his real name. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think that's his real name. I don't no. know what the yeah. fuck his real name is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird that like he, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense that he would kind of take on that name instead of his actual name. I guess it's the opposite of a real name alert. We're finding out for the first time. We don't know what the hell his name is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. I don't know. I think there's. I want to say, like, the thing with Cassidy, I feel like, is that there's not even, like, full-on potential. There's, like, the the little single-cell amoeba of what could be a good, like, champion idea that could evolve into something, mm-hmm. like, significant. Um, yeah. The potential lies in whether or not they ever want to confirm about Kaisa and if they ever want to play around there. Because his whole story is just one massive trope of a man loses his wife and child and then goes on a murderous rampage. Which tropes are fine, but that's a really tired one, and they didn't really do anything different with it. So, I don't know. I think, like, what was originally done of him 
working with Malzahar and then Malzahar throwing his daughter into a dark pit of hell. Like, that's way more interesting. <laughs> yeah, this this is like probably one of the clearest examples of somebody, like we don't talk about people's in-game kits necessarily in relation to their lore a whole lot, but like this seems like one of the biggest examples of a real mismatch between <laughs> lore and kit. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't fit. It's like lore and kit, and also visual design. Like we were saying, he yeah. doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look at all like this. What's being described here, which I think is a neat yes. idea. I completely agree. It's kind of a very boring trope that we're working with. It reminded me of Fiora in that way a bit. Oh yeah, but yeah. I, I think combining that with someone who's like he's just a regular guy and has kind of Batmaned himself with a bunch of as much magical <laughs> shit as he can find could be a really cool and unique thing to like depict. But That's true. It's just yeah. a guy in a, in a weird squid suit. I don't know. Yeah, it's so, mm-hmm. and and even so, they describe him in his bio as being disguised in the robes of a pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> and what like, the fuck, your pilgrims looking like? Right. <laughs> and obviously, his current outfit is probably post void. So let's look at pre void Cassidy. Does that look like a fucking pilgrim outfit to you? <laughs> he has massive ass spikes coming out of his pelvis, massive spikes on each shoulder. <laughs> Who the fuck dresses like that? Oh man. Shereem and Pilgrims. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess we could try and look at that skin as pointing us to the fact that, oh, maybe he's supposed to be have, have spent so much time in and out of the void that that's why he doesn't line up. But that sounds like bullshit. That sounds like bullshit. <laughs> Just say. Yeah, honestly, to me, this feels like, his bio feels like a prequel that happened 20 years before in-game Cassidy, mm. but we don't know what happened between then. He like he seems like someone who got trapped in the void and had to fight his way out, like Kaisa. Yeah. He looks more yeah. like Kaisa's bio than Kaisa does. Yeah, I think it's interesting how much of like that idea, and especially his old stuff, seems to have almost been like poached for Kaisa, where in his old lore, mm. he, I think it was much more the case that, yeah, he had definitely gone into the void and had come back out and had absorbs part of it and all of this sort of like these things that were like oh this is just kaisa but you know in the institute of war right so. yeah i mean they could have kept both that could have been interesting is that he's someone who had been in the void and took a part of it and came out and then his daughter ended up having to do that too that's fine that could have worked <laughs> you know yeah yeah, yeah i agree i, I think the, the potential for cast and like you said lies in handling the the interaction with kaisa and like hitting that reveal moment and you know how does that work and i think the other issue is that you know you need a little bit more of a character for cassidy before you can really get to that payoff you know what i mean and then you give cassidy the option to remove his helmet in game (laughs) and he's like a chippendale model and everyone is disgusted by (laughs) he's got the little and then like the the, the, like the top comes down too to reveal abs right just like like, pre-boy cassidy he's back to the (laughs) (laughs) yeah And everyone's like, oh, you're from the void? Disgusting. <laughs> Never been repulsed by such a man. Oh, I love it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and now he's uh, also part of the short story, Whom Does the Desert Know? by L.J. Goulding. Who wants to do this one? I can kind of do it. I was a little more loose on the, the notes on this one. Go for it, Mark. I trust you. Sure, yeah. Um, so this is kind of from Cassidy's perspective, right? And he's he's having a lot of internal monologue in this, really. <laughs> What's actually happening in a single sentence is he fights some void creatures. Is that about it? And he just kind of reflects yeah. on his time spent fighting the void a little bit. There's like a lot of exposition, too, about his nether blade and where it came from. and Which sounds sexier than it really is. It's, yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's very dry. Honestly, 
<laughs> when he said nether, my brain went nether region immediately. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> That's also what he calls his pee pee. Stab you right in the my uh so yeah like you mentioned he's got a lot of monologues in this my favorite moment in this was when he was monologuing to himself and then one of the void creatures just interrupts him to attack him oh yeah (laughs) he's like all right enough of this shit (laughs) it like literally cuts off midline in this what we all wanted to do (laughs) yeah I think what's what's frustrating about it too is that it's not like Cassidy has a really strong like voice where it's like you enjoy spending time in his head and him thinking. Right. It's Why didn't we very... get a raw monologuing story? We get casted in monologuing. Yeah. yeah. We've talked a lot about how we want to hear stories from the character's point of view. I could do a hard pass on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, monkey pod, man. You're like, oh yeah, <laughs> I know what you want. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's a really kind of. It's a, it's a real shame because, like you said, I was surprised to see he had a story. And I was like, oh, maybe this will at least, because I'm sure his bio will be bad, but maybe this will be, you know, what kind of is a, a nice bright spot. And I was like, oh, I didn't really care for this one either, to be honest. It just made me want to make him shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I would say the most interesting thing about the story was all the things that he name dropped, which I then went to look up, and they had way more interesting stories surrounding them, like Hiroki Nazook. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Well, I recognize Nazook from Ezreal, right? That's right. That's what his gauntlet is. Oh, that's where he got his gauntlet from. Oh, true, yeah. Now, what else was going uh, on with Harak? Because I will say that name alone and the idea of there being Solari like Ra Harak soldiers makes me kind of curious. I don't know. Yeah, so Harak was a nether ascended uh, who... I, I could not find 100% confirmation on this. It, it is... Kassadin does mention in this that uh, Harak or Harok was backstabbed by Nazuk. Um, so my guess is that he was one of the many, many ascended who Nazuk led into battle against the Void um, using his new, like, massive uh, flying weapon, you know, mountain mm. castle weapon. <laughs> uh, but then it took so much damage that it, it fell to the ground, opening, you know, a huge rift to the Void and as far as I could tell, every Ascended other than Nazook died in that fight who, who showed up. That's a big um, fuck which, up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Nazook made it out and then ran away. Uh, <laughs> as so, he should. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, from Cassidy's perspective, I could imagine if Farouk was a, a hero of him. Yeah, that could be considered a backstab. So, I mean, I guess I could see that. Sure. Um, but he is the one. Uh, so he had the <laughs> Nether Blade. Um so there, all right. So I had some question marks here. So uh, I'm gonna skip to Nazook a little bit. So you mentioned we know of the tomb of Nazook because that's where Ezreal found his gauntlet, um, and it was most likely what Cassidy was actually looking for when he found the tomb of Harok originally, um, and the Nether Blade. Uh, and Nazook was an Ascended who rallied the Ascended to fight back against the Void, inadvertently created Malphite, and was ultimately responsible for all the remaining Ascended's deaths as his flying weapon palace crashed into the ground. Um, there is some... Uh, there was Rider confirmation that while the Netherblade was Nazook's right gauntlet, uh, Ezreal has his left gauntlet. So Aww. both the gauntlets may have technically been Nazook's. Mm. I don't know whether that's been retconned because it also, according to the short story, 
said that uh, even after Haruk died, the other Ascended refused to remove the gauntlet from his wrist, which is how Kassin was able to find it. So I don't know whether it originally belonged to Nazuk and then he gave it to Haruk when he ventured into the void, or whether, you know, bits of this have been yeah. retconned and don't line up anymore, but... <laughs> yeah. What? That would never happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess with this, I'm a little more... I feel a little more forgiving because it's also sort of ancient lore in universe so the idea of it being yeah. a little confusing is a little more fine i i will say i find the idea of ezreal being the way to get casted into kaisa to be a really fun idea right that would be great ezreal between these two super serious like void damaged people would be great yeah, yeah. it ties into like warriors being canon i thought it would be a lot mm. of fun you have this scene of Ezreal like going to steal something, right? It's like, oh, this guy's got a lot more shit than I kind of expected. And he kind of <laughs> arcane shifts out. And he's like, ah, job's all done. And then he turns around and there's Cassidy and, you know, Rift walking right <laughs> behind him. It could be a lot of fun, right? He's the Robin to like the Batman that Cassidy kind of is, you know? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Cassidy and Ezreal being Batman and Robin is very good. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Good. Yeah. Although an- another kind of bit between lore and gameplay that confuses me a bit is that if... If Cassidy were to have gotten both parts of those gauntlets, I feel like his kit makes perfect sense. He's got the teleporty <laughs> bit that Ezreal has from the gauntlet. That and is he's got true. The blade, but he's only got half the gauntlet, and he's still got the teleporty bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, although Ezreal's arcane shift not nearly as good, he can't do it twenty times in a row. But it costs him the same amount of mana every time. <laughs> it's fair. I guess. So one thing about this short story, I thought was kind of like. Oh, God bless them. They're trying. Is they mention that he's got, <laughs> he's like, oh, I've got my stone, my my void stone that I got from, you know, far away that lets me be, you know, persist here in the void to kind of help, like, try and massage a little bit of the disconnect between, um. like, lore and his gameplay. It's like, see, it's his passive. See, he's got a, that's his void stone. See? <laughs> yeah. He's got a little pet rock. Right. <laughs> There was another good line here, too, that said, Shirima is dying. I do not think she will rise again. So fucking take that, Azir. <laughs> I do like your first two notes for the short story. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> second note. The second note. And this was probably due to all the monologuing, but, I mean, Cassidy waxes poetic a lot here. He's talking in a lot of flowery terms. Um, so, I mean, my <laughs> second note is just poetic but is it good <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel about a lot of flowery writing <laughs> oh man yeah 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 i spaced that's... out a lot during this story well you'll be happy to know you didn't miss much by doing so <laughs> i mean i, I can kind of sympathize i think it's you know it's not like in the you know, like looking at the Kaisa stories where there was a lot of neat things kind of being described and there was a really good like painting of the the picture of what it's like to be tooling around near the void underground. And with this, it's like it could be anywhere, it could be anything happening because we're all just, it's just casted and just talking about this was the blade that was worn by Harak before he was betrayed by the betrayers. And it's like, you know, I don't know, man. Nail my ass to the seat a little more, right? That's kind of what I feel about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that's yeah. it for the the modern stuff, then, right? Yeah, that's all. That's all for modern Cassidy. Let me let me take you back in time a little bit. Let's go. 
to his old bio. There is a place between dimensions, between worlds. To some, it is known as the outside. To others, it is the unknown. To most, however, it is called the void. <gasps> That's like the most void lore we've ever gotten. <laughs> Despite its name, the void is not an empty place, but rather the home of unspeakable things, horrors not meant for the minds of men. Though such knowledge is lost to the modern day, there are those who have unwittingly discovered what lies beyond and have been unable to turn away. Cassidin is such a creature, a man once forced to look upon the face of the void, and who was forever changed by it. Once a seeker of forbidden knowledge, he discovered that what he sought was something else entirely. Though a part of him died that day, he knows that he must protect Valoran from the things scratching at the door, waiting to get in and visit their torments upon the world. They are only one step away, something to which the appearance of the abomination known as Cho'gath attests. You know, it's probably released very close to the same time they had to pitch that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hmm. But at least, you know, his, you know, his visual makes sense based on that. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, that's the that's the real thing that's going on here, is it? you know... It's just, it's it's a danged old shame, I guess, that there's this old ass Cassidy. <laughs> now he was also in four episodes of the Journal of Justice. First appearance is issue two, where an article by Arcane Executive Producer <laughs> Alex Yee. And Damn. If, if you look at this article, this was back in the day too when. They cartoonized basically pictures of the real life authors. So this is a cartoon version of Alexi. That's kind of what he looks like, <laughs> IRL. Uh, so this is basically an editorial about how he thinks all this void talk is hooey. Uh, <laughs> everyone who claims to be from the void has no proof. Explorers can't locate it. And the void creatures, well, there's weirder things in Valoran. Who knows if they're actually from the void? I do. I liked this idea when I was reading through these. I was like, I like the idea of a the void cults from a lot of the Cassidy stuff, and then b the idea of people being like, that's just a bunch of fucking hooey. That's just Zon yeah. talk, you know. Yeah. Uh. So was this? Was there a time when the void was tied to other regions more than Sharima? Because when I think of the void, I think of Sharima. There doesn't seem to be entrances like all over Demacia or anything, you know. So this was back, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, before Sharima, as we know it, was a thing. This was yes. just, it was there was an entire region known as South of the Great Barrier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, anything south of that was unknown land. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hand, hand wave, yeah. But, um... I think what was, you know, from, uh, it was either this or the other entry where he shows up, or one of the other ones, I think it was based in Zaun, or there was, there was some connection to Zaun, right? Yeah, there was, there was mm. at least one in Zaun, for sure. Yeah. Um, it makes, it Zaun makes one, sense, actually. I mean, they're underground. Yeah. That's closer to the void. Well, they may not even have been <laughs> yeah, underground at this point, and they oh, may have just oh, been no. a different <laughs> city, I don't quite remember. Yeah. That's true. Mm. Um... So, issue 14 was his next appearance, and this is when Cassidy attempted to stop Malzahar from sacrificing a young woman to the void. 
but in doing so, his void energy was sucked into a hexvein conduit, which was powering the southern district, and it caused a major blackout in Zaun. Uh, someone in the crowd managed to record the entire exchange. Apparently, Malzahar said Kassadin would appear, and then he did. He shot a blast at, blast at Malzahar, but it was sucked into the blade that hovered above the woman, and then the blade cut a hole in the air, and a shadow pulled the woman through the hole. Uh, afterwards, the Zahn security supervisor who was investigating the issue said that void cultists are a crock. The death of one person is not news, and they were pursuing Kassadin because he was the culprit behind the blackout. <laughs> God, that's a little too real, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was where they also mentioned that the investigation suggested the woman was, in fact, Kassadin's daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what else I like? I fucking love. They're like, oh, yeah, he killed Kassadin's daughter. That's whatever, but like this blackout, we gotta get this fucking guy. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say because they like kind of matter of factly like, oh, it looked like he was preparing a sacrifice spell, like oh, you know, one of those things. Like they <laughs> do. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rutera, huh? <laughs> right now, is this the? This isn't the one. It's the next one where they get mug shots, right? Yes, the next one they get mug shots. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Are there pictures of this somewhere? Yes, they are. Oh my god, show me where. I'll uh, find it. So Go this ahead. was actually the one we talked about last week. Mm, so yeah. this was the this was the fight between Cassidan and Malzahar that Karthus inadvertently got in the middle of. There's no actual word of what the fight was about, but given the last article, I have my guesses. <laughs> um, and this was one where Kogma led the league to the battle, and the champions were detained because you're not supposed to fight outside of officially sanctioned league battles. This one also their mugshots now. I love it. This one also <laughs> makes the, the previous article even funnier because it's like Malzahar is like everyone knows that Malzahar actually murdered someone in broad daylight, and the, right. <laughs> but he still just gets to be a league champion. And they even have a line in there where it's like, I know some people like don't understand the the, the decisions that we make around who we leave as champions, but trust us, we know what we're doing. <laughs> we're doing. <laughs> Do you? Even Riot was no, like, fucking drunk. It makes no sense, but. Fuck it. We can't just delete Malzahar. These are such old. Malzahar looks so fucking different yeah. in this. Oh, yeah. He just looks like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. If, if you Google... I posted on the Twitter. Someone remind me. Um, but if you Google Cassid and Mugshot, I think it's the first one that comes <laughs> This makes me want... You know what this really makes me want? I want a, like, cop-style or, like, Reno 911-style show done where it's people doing, like cosplay of champions and it's like someone going around and breaking up all of the crimes that the champions are getting into like drunken fights between Malzahar and Cassidin and shit like that <laughs> I don't know I just love that idea there's right. like these two guys in cardboard outfits just wailing on each other <laughs> like, alright break them up break them up get a summoner in here I, I don't know I just love it <laughs> I'll say that also what would be fun is a Reno 911 type show in the fantasy world of Runeterra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that's even more. We get to see the champions, of. but we get to see them through the eyes of these normal ass people. These normal people. To... <laughs> that would actually be, that would be a lot of fun. Let's bring it back. Bring the old war back for that. <laughs> Honestly, that's what the Journal of Justice feels like. It's just episodes of Reno 911. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Well, we're really dating ourselves here, referencing Ugh. Reno 911. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't it have a revival or something recently? I don't know. Oh, yeah. it might have. But he, the last issue he was in was issue 28, the mailbag of justice. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, someone was curious if Cassidy ever asked for help in his battle against the Void. The answer, which came from a senior summoner from the League of Legends, 
claims that the void is an elaborate lie that's obviously <laughs> false. <laughs> and that Kassadin is, an, is essentially no different than Malzahar, getting zealots, gathering zealots for their cause, which is a real fucking hot take from a summoner who has several members of the void on their roster. <laughs> It's like Cho'gath, location, the void. <laughs> but it doesn't exist. Question mark? <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. I've never been there. Has anyone been south of the Great Barrier? <laughs> <laughs> the Kamungu jungles or wherever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. The brass balls on that motherfucker giving that answer. <laughs> right. Uh, That's cute. Now, Cassidy is also part of a few cinematics. Uh, less than I would think. Less mm-hmm. than, you know, less than a lot, mm-hmm. but more than none. <laughs> I'm great, helping. great. Yeah. <laughs> less than a lot and more than none. That's true. So he was part of Ignite, where right at the very end, he gets rocked by Faker's Rise. And uh, he was in Takeover. Played by X Peke as Cassidin, who rocks some noob and then gets got mm. as the noob levels up. He was also in one comic, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the Z one? Please, I don't want to go through that one again. Harmonies, <laughs> issue four. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, what? He's never referred to by name in the comic, but was after the fact referred to as Cassidad uh, by a writer. He oh. was uh, Kaisa's dad shows up in the comic. Okay. Cassadad. <laughs> uh, and in terms of quotes, okay, we mentioned he has so few quotes. My favorite thing about his quotes, he has nine of them. Three of them are references to his ability to silence champions, <laughs> which he doesn't have anymore. Oh my God, yeah. I, I forgot about that. It's kind of beautiful. A solid third of his quote. <laughs> Do you remember what any of them say? Um, one of them is the just, choke. I think, silence. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of them is like, your magic is useless on me. Oh, that's um, so funny. And then uh, another, another one is just like, you know, those just are... be quiet or some shit like that. Is it? I thought his joke was like, oh, I tried to, I tried to silence my oh, mother-in-law yeah. once. That didn't go well. <laughs> We oh, actually yeah. have a That is his joke. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty good, actually. Mother-in-laws, eh? My <laughs> 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 God, remember when Cassidy could silence people? That shit was fucking busted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And when his R didn't cost more mana, the more you used it, you could just spam the shit out of it. <laughs> Bring it back, Riot. Fuck it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so we get to deal with all these other new fucks you found <laughs> into the game. There's a reason that Cassidin was banned from most versions of Earth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. one of the few champions that you didn't have to waste a ban on because he was not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> he was not invited to the Earth party. <laughs> uh, now, despite the amount of quote, or despite the amount of skins that Cassidin has, he's actually part of very few AUs. Because a lot of his skins were, as we mentioned, pretty old. They really don't have old. any associated AUs. I've never seen Count Cassidin before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's doesn't that... I mean, that looks way more like a Malzahar skin, doesn't it? Like, that looks like it should be Malzahar. He's got, like, that kind of mouth covering that Malzahar might have. But mm. the sword is very cool. He's got his abs out. 
He's got all it's you know all the pieces in the right place. I think it's <laughs> kind of liking it. You know what that kind of <laughs> highlights for me too about him is like this weird emphasis on his blade. When I feel like that's something that no one fucking knows about. Like, oh yeah, he's got a I W legit, thing. <laughs> it took me a very long time to realize I cast it and had a sword. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Maybe do something was... to do with his like hopping around like a motherfucker instead. Yeah. Right. How does know. he get that? Riot. <laughs> it was take it away. I, part of it was very much, I think, like I mean, we have a lot of vaguely StarCraft inspired skins and champs, uh. but I think Cassidin was very, very much a uh, a Protoss inspired mm. <laughs> champion. Yeah. That's a really good point, yeah. actually. Festival Cassidin is so fucking funny. <laughs> Just the splash. <laughs> or like its yeah. existence as a skin that they that people paid money for <laughs> all of it i do like though a lot of people are complaining that like guys all have their abs out now or whatever but like cassidy has always had his abs fucking out aside from his regular art like even festival cassidy like it's he's true. like here are my titties yeah and they're Look blue i have blue skin you know why? Reason. It's because yeah. he does it like it ain't no thing here, though he acts like he's been there like, before look at, look at him here hon <laughs> He's got like those look like hot like uh like dinner rolls. Those aren't blue. <laughs> yeah, those are just the regular abs. Maybe the festival one is just because it's cold there. Oh, maybe <laughs> this is deep one, Cassidin. Yeah. yeah. So wow, we'll what go, a name. Sorry, we'll go through them. I, I like never really looked at his skins before because I don't play him. We'll start with Event Horizon. In the vast darkness of space, are born terrible, beautiful things cosmic creatures of sublime love and the unknowable monstrosities of the dark star these are the children of silent gods and they are finally coming home this one is cosmic reaver cassadin and uh this will be a great one for the the lore heads bingo born before the kindling of the stars Yes. Cassidin stands alone in space's vast void. He watches over all things, a sentinel awaiting the end of this universe and the beginning of the next. And he's technically part of the short story here, Ambition's End, though it doesn't feature him at all. Uh, It's basically the cosmic court assembling to fight back the Dark Star, and they fail at it real bad. Cool. But technically that's the player's fault, because they voted for them to fail. (laughs) Okay, very good. And we've got winter sports, winter-oriented setting where all the champions wear winter sports gear and play winter sports games. Okay, well, what the hell is Festival Cassidy playing? He's playing festivities. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing one of these eight horns that are on his outfit. Uh, so the lore for this, reigning from his frozen throne on a lonely mountain, Cassidy prepares in secret for a special festival hidden deep in the icy wastes. Whether it's a winter sports festival, none can say, except for the attendees who think he's being ridiculous. (laughs) I also want to say there are two horns coming from his crotchal region. That's where they come from in all his skins. Oh, really? Yeah. When they try to say he, like, is dressed like a fucking... That's That's that's, like his belly button. That's supposed to be him as a pilgrim. Yeah. Not pilgrim. What's yeah, the word pilgrim. I'm looking for? That's a, that was pilgrim. the word they used. Pilgrim? Yeah. Okay. Peasant? God, I immediately thought of the fucking oh. buckle hats. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, deep, the deep one cast it in, though. Those are really coming from his crotch. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. Speaking of deep one cast it in, 
What a name, huh? This is from Forgotten Depths, where each skin represents a legend of the deep, similar to the tall tales of the deep sea. Uh, so this one's Deep One Cassidin. And the story associated with this, Cassidin vanished at sea over 50 years ago. Whatever you saw down there, if you did see anything, it can't have been the same man I watched fall into the drink. Jeez. And if it was, God's help us. <laughs> So he's Shit. he's Nautilus Pike Cassidy. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I wonder why I never see these skins in game. <laughs> They're all so good. I was say, these splashes are such quality. The skins themselves They're have so to be awesome. Oh. Next one up is Harrowing, which are the Halloween-themed skins. Yay! This one's Count Cassidy, a grim, lonely man who lives on a grim, lonely street. Cassidy is the one whom all kids avoid on All Hallows' Eve. For in Avoid? His- Oh, Sorry. I see what you did there. <laughs> it took me a second. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were saying why? it incredulously. It so like, why would you avoid right? this guy? Check those fucking nips. Right. Man. Look at these abs, man. His eyeball sword. <laughs> uh, he's the kid whom all kids avoid mm-hmm. on All Hallows' Eve, for in his presence, there are no treats nor sweets to be found. It should have rhymed that there's no treats or sweets to be eats. <laughs> Right, Mark needs to start writing these instead. Yep. Jared Rosen, quick note. <laughs> uh, last up, we have Hextech. Now at the forefront of science and art, Hextech has evolved from its rudimentary beginnings into a modern renaissance of intricate artificial life forms capable of free will. Skilled artificers lead the medium into a bold new future, but what it will bring, none can say. This one is Hextech Cassidin. Engrossed in his work to the point of near obsession, Cassidin vanished for some time into the bowels (laughs) of his labyrinthian workshop, disappearing from public life for years. When he emerged, he revealed a shocking Hextech innovation to the world. His own body, fully integrated with the technology he so loved. And let me just say how much I love the fucking wording of that. (laughs) He revealed a shocking innovation to the world. His His body. body. (laughs) Check out this lovingly sculpted piece of ab. Oh, man. I love it because of that one. Touch my horn. (laughs) Want to see my leather blade? (laughs) All right. John wins the episode on that one. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, I have nothing to add after that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's got nexuses on his shoulders. That's what he's fucking got. He does. It's super weird. It's, it's so weird. weird. I've never seen this skin, actually. I have this skin. I, mean, I think it's one of the Wild Rift ones, isn't it? Oh, no, no, I no. it can't no. be, because you have it. Yeah. You, I have I I have this skin. I, you're playing Cassidy tonight. Then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't fucking think so. <laughs> Now, I don't have a lot of fun facts, because there's not a whole lot of fun facts about Cassidy, folks. I'm sorry. Do you have any sad ones? Um, (laughs) Some unfun facts? Sure. His dance is the sprinkler. Is it really? That really is an unfun fact. Wow, they really did date date the champions. Which which also seems super dangerous, given the spikes on his shoulder. It seems like he's going to put his own fucking eye out when he does it. Honestly, it's fine. Go for it. That's why he wears the mask. (laughs) Yeah. 
He was voiced by Adam Harrington, who we talked about the other week. He did pre-rework Karthus, Mordekaiser, Rise, and Shaco. I find it so funny we went from from Karthus to to Kassadin, and and we got, right? you got these yeah. weird like jur- journal of justice connections and the voice actors. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Cassidy uh, was actually named after Jeff Ju's summoner name, who is the lead producer on Legends of Rune Terra. Oh, what was hmm. the summoner name? Was it just Cassidy? Why was the summoner name Cassidy? It's probably like, mm. I don't know. Oh. That does make me curious. Like, yeah, where does that? Where'd he get that handle yeah. from, right? Like mm-hmm. even Cassadin is a super fucking Protoss name. Mm. Like what? Like yeah. Tassador. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> maybe he maybe he was a big StarCraft player and it's just all it's like it's like Ouroboros, man. The snake just eats his tail. I mean, probably. I feel like a lot of people I mean, Jeff was a very early employee at Riot. He was like one of the original three, I think, interns. There's a whole fucking documentary oh, yeah. about <laughs> Jeff Jew and <laughs> the original interns. Mm. Um, but, I mean, it's enti- a lot of the... Because, obviously, <clears throat> League of Legends is a game based on a Warcraft mod. Um, most of the employees had either played Warcraft or Starcraft, so not super surprising. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's it's an interesting little thing. I hadn't thought about the, the, the Protoss thing at all but i think you're absolutely you're on point on that one <laughs> pointy like a cassette and horn yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah that's uh that's pretty much all we got for cassette and this yeah, is uh, it's the shortest episode we've had in a long time I know, there's I know, just right? so little there yeah it's maybe like maybe level. like it seems like they're gearing up to do a pretty big void event maybe we'll get cast mm. in this maybe it'll be like Maybe it'll be like the Shadow Isles event, and they'll just decide there are some Shadow Isles champions they don't want to ever talk about. Don't put that curse on us. (laughs) Don't leave them stuck in the void. Come on. But they'll drag in some other like dumbass champions that have nothing to do with the void. You really want Riven here? I'm sure. Void event too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I hope. I think, like I said, there's like a a a tiny little nugget of of potential. Like play more with the like, uh, you know, Death Wish trope and mix that up with some of the other ideas you've introduced and you know maybe it could be yeah. more interesting you know possibly possibly and maybe. honestly it'd be really cool to see even though even though i imagine there wouldn't be a huge necessarily like relationship between kaisa and Cassidin if they were to reunite at least from kaisa's side there probably would be from Cassidin's side yeah. and that would be like a fun thing to explore <laughs> like he has a like you mentioned, a uh, you know just go in and kill and a I don't care if I die thing. Like Kaisa has a very similar type thing where she is a very singular focus, and it'd be interesting seeing the dynamic between those two. As Cassidin would probably lose that when he was reunited with mm-hmm. Kaisa, but Kaisa would not lose that <laughs> when reunited by Cassidin. It'd be a very interesting dynamic to play with, and yeah. I kind of hope they do something with it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. You know how hype would you have been? Even if just like in that cinematic that we just watched, instead of uh, Talia, like I mentioned, Kasdan shows up as interacting with Kaisa, right? Like, I don't know, even if they were like at odds, right? Masks up. I think there was... Yeah, like maybe they don't know that they're related for a while. I feel like they've teased the whole Kasdan as Kaisa's father thing so much that seeing them interact in a cinematic would be really exciting. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I hope... I mean, uh, someone had pointed this out too... Um, I forget if it was Necrid or someone else, but like the fact that we see so little of Orn in the cinematic 
but they still went through all the work of yeah. coming up with this 3D rig probably means that there's going to be another cinematic that Orn does feature more heavily into because it seems a lot of work yeah. for the amount of time that mm-hmm. he was in it. Um, whereas, like, you know, we're probably going to see more of him, so I'm hopeful that we'll see more of, you know, Kaisa and hopefully Cassidy too, especially because at the end of the cinematic, she was back underground again where Cassidy probably is too. Yeah. Well, here's hoping anyway. Hiding in his little, his little cubby hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was Cassidy. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter. We're at Loreheads. We also post these on YouTube if you ever want to chat there. And we have a Discord. The link is in the description of this episode. Yeah. And we also have a Patreon. <laughs> Thank you so much to everyone yeah. who has, you know, become a patron. It's so yeah. cool. You guys are awesome. And mm-hmm. we, you know, by the time this comes out, too, we'll probably have posted our first Patreon-exclusive content. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah, that'll be exciting. hope you all enjoy it. It is our exploration of Earth the Manatee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the deep character so. study. <laughs> <laughs> deep, deep character study and there. a lot of manatee impressions you know what? more than you would expect <laughs> and we're also going to be streaming uh on twitch saturdays yep mm-hmm. and maybe periodically throughout the week if we feel like it john will probably, probably be do, me doing yeah, tft tft mm-hmm. i'll kind of announce it on the discord before we are but yeah it's twitch.tv backslash beckworm b-e-k-w-o-r-m there you go <laughs> And join us next week. I'm pretty excited because we get to go back to one of our favorite ships as we talk about the sinister blade, Katarina. Katarina.